Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Thursday, April 18th, 2019. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Spartans on the docket for today. So I know earlier in the week, teased uh, a viewer mailbag thing. I've got some questions here, but I'm actually going to hold off on some of them until Friday. Um, And we'll sort of see how this shapes up. My plan is to just take a bunch of questions constantly. Like whenever you guys have things you want to send in, questions, anything like that, comments, send it my way. And then I'm just going to keep kind of a, a big bank here, right? A little file that I've got going of different questions and kind of use them as we go to, you know, sort of build segments around and things like that, sort of expand on these questions and make more of them. Um, and, you know, in that way, when this we're light on news and things like that, uh, I'll be able to use that sort of stuff or answer some questions and things like that. And so the plan was originally today to uh, just, you know, do straight questions, but we've had uh, a few news things come out here that I think are a little, not pressing, but, um, you know, relevant. Like I've got some football questions and things like that from listeners. And so that stuff can sort of wait till tomorrow, uh, if that makes sense. And we'll definitely, like I said, get to these, uh, you know, throughout the summer, just keep sending in questions and things like that. But I got a handful here. I might get to one question this, uh, show, depending on how the time goes. I never really know. Sometimes I, plan a little and end up running long. Sometimes I feel like I have a lot of things and it's, you know, I have half a show. So I'm just going to go through uh, some different things here. And then if we have time in the third segment, uh, I will go through one of the listener questions. And then tomorrow, depending on, you know, if there's any more news or anything shakes out or what's going on, we'll get to some more listener questions. So if you want to send those in uh, at will underscore underscore hunter one l two underscores on twitter at on spartans on twitter you can email them locked on spartans at gmail.com if you want to leave a voicemail you can call 810-666-1031 go straight to voicemail just say your name where you're calling from and, and leave that question so those are all ways you can send in questions or comments or whatever you want it can be about Michigan State football or basketball or it can be about anything, you know, life advice, whatever you want to send in is a hot dog, a sandwich, anything like that. Send it in. Uh, I'm willing to tackle any sort of question you might have. Uh, On today's show, though, uh, I talked about some news, so we will get to that. Uh, Michigan State football landed a commit, uh, Darius Snow, four-star player, so we'll talk about that a little bit. That was uh, Wednesday evening, uh, not, you know, a really well-regarded recruit. And, you know, through the summer here, when we've got more time, we can get a little bit more into things like recruiting and stuff like that and just kind of talk about that. Uh, after that, I want to talk about some basketball stuff. The Big Ten schedule was released uh, for Michigan State, not specifics like, you know, networks and stuff like that. That, that stuff comes out in the fall. But uh, every year around this time, um, Michigan State and all the other teams in the Big Ten learn who their home opponents are, who their away opponents are, and then who they've got uh, home and away matchups with, the the two game splits. Uh, So we now know those for uh, Michigan State this year. So we're going to go through that. And then I want to talk about a potential basketball transfer who has entered the transfer portal uh, and could be just the absolute 
uh, perfect fit for Michigan State should he uh, should a a scholarship end up coming up open, uh, which we've talked about previously, and you know should he have interest, should the program have interest in him. I think it could end up being a really good fit. So we will talk about that as well. So that is the plan for today's show. Reminder, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you uh, subscribe, wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya, Google Podcasts, wherever you get it, subscribe. It's the easiest way to get these episodes on your phone every single day when they post. Um, And if you haven't and you wouldn't mind, head on over to your iTunes, find Locked on Spartans, give us a five-star rating and leave a nice review. Uh, that is always appreciated. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into this football commit for Michigan State. Okay, so Michigan State picks up the commitment of a four-star 2020 safety out of Texas, Darius Snow. Now, uh, if you don't follow recruiting a ton, um, that may seem like a <laughs> really kind of strange uh, commitment, right? A really highly recru- or highly regarded, highly recruited, highly ranked player out of Texas. Michigan State doesn't generally go in there and pull that type of player out there. Yes, they do have some Texas guys uh, on the team. They do recruit the area, but generally they're not really all that in on the higher regarded guys in the South. But Darius Snow has special ties to Michigan State. Yes, the Snow last name is a name we know here. Uh, his dad is Eric Snow, uh, played point guard at Michigan State in the 90s, uh, had a really nice long NBA career as well, really uh, outstanding basketball player, good athlete. Uh, so we're immediately starting off there with a good <laughs> sort of pedigree, if you will, and then the connection to Michigan State there uh, with Eric Snow is obvious. Uh, and then his uncle is Percy Snow, who was, of course, an All-American linebacker at Michigan State. Uh, one was on the Rose Bowl winning team, uh, was the Rose Bowl MVP, and then was a first-round draft pick in the NFL. His career didn't turn out because I was actually looking this up. I was like, oh, yeah, Percy Snow, how does NFL career turn out? Because that's a little bit before my time. Uh, you know, was a phenomenal athlete, a really great football player, really great linebacker, but had that uh, scooter injury that derailed his career uh, his second year in the NFL after a really good rookie season. So uh, Darius Snow is coming from uh, a good line of Michigan State athletes. Uh, you know, he's certainly that had an impact on that. Um, he said in his uh, commitment uh, post on Twitter and Instagram that, you know, Michigan State was his home away from home. It says, you know, he's a Spartan dog in his bio, things like that. It's very clear that uh, he's was raised a Michigan State fan. Uh, his, you know, the legacy of his name between his dad uh, and his uncle is something that really matters uh, to him, and is something that made Michigan State a very attractive option for him. Um, and certainly, you know, it helps to have uh, you know a guy like Mark D'Antonio, the defensive staff that he has, um, and just the the consistent results on that side of the ball, producing. Uh, high-quality NFL players in the defensive backfield uh, and just elite defenses year in and year out um, and just a, a place where, you know, he knows he can come play really high-level football, be on a team that can compete, uh, get ready for the NFL if he's uh, that type of player um, and, you know, be somewhere that he loves, that he has, uh, you know, memories of growing up, I'm sure, he uh, is attended basketball games and football games and things like that. 
just because of how many players, uh, you know, are always coming back. I'm sure, you know, Eric Snow has been back for some games and brought his uh, son with him. So really cool connection there. Uh, seems to be a really good player. He's out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I saw he's uh, one of the you know top 10 guys in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, number 20 safety in the class, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, number 234 overall. Uh, is regarded as a really athletic guy, really hard-hitting safety, a downhill player. Someone that I think would certainly fit in at Michigan State, uh, a guy who's going to be able to, you know, come in and stop the run. Really athletic, six foot two fifteen. Uh, shows Michigan State over, gosh, offers from pretty much anywhere. Um, the thing right now, and I'm not sure how this will all play out because this stuff uh, is fluid. You know, Snow was here for the spring game. You may have seen a picture of him. He was one of the people who actually got to put on the alternate uniforms. Uh, and do that photo shoot thing that uh, recruits love to do. Uh, he was here for the spring game. Pretty clear that uh, that was a positive experience. Um, it was one of his official visits. He took an official visit uh, to Arkansas earlier in the month, and then this was his second official visit. Uh, and you know, it, it obviously was a good enough experience that he decided to commit to the the school just a few days later. He did have uh, other official visits scheduled, does have other official visits scheduled. Football prospects get five uh, official visits, um, and he had, in March, announced that he was going to Arkansas for their spring game, Michigan State for their spring game. Then he was doing an official visit at TCU in September and then Notre Dame in October, and then uh, was leaving his fifth one open. So currently, uh, the the trips to TCU and Notre Dame for official visits, I'm sure, uh, are still scheduled, I guess. We'll see how that plays out. Maybe they call and cancel him, and, and he's a solid commit. We all know how recruiting can be, right? Um, they, they are still high school kids. Um, it's still a big, exciting time. Being recruited uh, is a very exciting thing. Getting to go to visit all these different schools and see the facilities and meet the players and take in games at different venues is all uh, very exciting, very cool. So uh, we'll see how that sort of progresses forward. You know, maybe he ends up canceling those. Um, you know, it's great that he's committed. And if he's locked in 100% done closing the recruitment, that's, you know, even better for Michigan State. But we'll see sometimes that stuff uh, can be a little bit fickle. As everyone knows, every school ever has had kids commit and then decommit six months later. So we always take recruitment uh, with a grain of salt. We always take commits with a grain of salt. Uh, this one seems pretty solid. Uh, I don't think anyone who follows recruiting in any sort of way was surprised at all with the uh, the commitment of Darius Snow, given his ties to Michigan State and given how much he has seemed to really uh, love Michigan State and want to play football in East Lansing. So uh, if it if it all holds out and he ends up here, um, well, he's a 2020, so graduates high school after his senior year. If he ends up here as an early enrollee next uh, winter or the fall after that, fall of 2020, whatever, if he ends up here, uh, that's great. Michigan State added a guy who is a really good uh, football player, really good high school football player, playing really high-level football in Texas, uh, great pedigree, and looks to be someone who can be an impact playmaker perhaps right away. Uh, really, like I said, 
highly recruited kid, 234 in the nation, had pretty much any school in the country to uh, to pick from there. So nice for Michigan State to land that caliber of player to be the third commitment in their recruiting class for 2020. All right. Let's take a break right there for segment one. When we get back, we'll flip over to basketball. I want to talk about, excuse me, the uh, the basketball schedule released, the conference schedule, the opponents. We now know who Michigan State will be playing and where they will be playing them. Not when yet, and that always matters. But we'll know a little. We know a little bit, so we'll talk about what we know. Uh, you can get Locked On Spartans on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Spartans. All right, welcome back to segment two of today's Locked on Spartans. Let's talk about basketball scheduling. So, Big Ten releases their uh, opponents, their basketball opponents, uh, in terms of home, home and away, and, and just away. Uh, we know sort of how the Big Ten shakes out. we got 20 league games. There are 14 teams. You can't play them all twice, so it you know alternates and things like that, and they stick with this, that, and the other, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, this year, Michigan State has home and away matchups with Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Northwestern, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Their home-only opponents are Iowa, Rutgers, and Ohio State. Their away-only opponents are Indiana, Nebraska, and Purdue. Uh, I think at first blush, uh, this is a pretty solid-looking uh, schedule. It definitely could be worse. Um, you know, we'll see how things shake out. Michigan, uh, you know, that's going to be a home and away, I think, regardless. Uh, but we'll see what shakes out with their guys returning um, you like having a home and away with Northwestern. You like getting to play Illinois twice, even though uh, <laughs> it didn't go that well this year at Illinois. Uh, and at times under Underwood, it hasn't been the best. But uh, I don't, I don't know. Illinois could be better um, than they were in previous years, but just the, the basketball hasn't been going great there. Um, you get two games against Penn State. Um, you know, Michigan State has done a really good job against Minnesota, and Minnesota is losing some guys. I think Minnesota might take a step back uh, this next year, so it's nice to get Minnesota. Maryland's going to lose some guys to the draft. They're always solid, so we'll see how that shakes out. And then, um, you know, Wisconsin's going to be good. Um, they do lose Ethan Happ, but I still, you know, still think Wisconsin's going to be a solid team. So you'd rather have them maybe as a home only uh, there. But overall, I think you know you get enough bad teams twice, like getting Northwestern twice, getting Penn State twice, getting next year's Minnesota team twice, I think will uh, shake out to be pretty favorable for Michigan State. Rutgers at home only uh, is nice. And I do think Rutgers is actually going to be more improved uh, again next year. They've they've started to take some steps in the right direction and have played some good basketball at times. I like having Ohio State as a home only. I think Ohio State could be good next year. And I think Iowa could be good next year as well. Um, they do, it looks like Tyler Cook, we'll see. And, and again, this stuff changes with who has declared, who hasn't yet declared, who's going to come back. We don't really know yet. As of right now, Iowa's got a couple of guys, uh, you know, just testing the waters. I think Cook stays, uh, but I think that's all they lose is Tyler Cook to the NBA draft. Uh, and then, uh, you know, after that, in terms of like guys that are, 
uh, leaving for Iowa. It's just uh, Nicholas Bayer who's reserved for them, right? Jordan Bohannon's a junior staying. Isaiah Moss, uh, Luke Garza, and like I said, Tyler Cook's probably going to go. Joe Weiskamp is sort of the, um, I don't know, X factor here. And I think he will end up coming back. He has uh, declared for the NBA draft. But I think, and what I'm reading is he's uh, pretty much a lock to come back. He just wants to go through the process because he is someone who... You know, at 6'6", 205, uh, can shoot it, um, is a guy who can, you know, be a 50-40-90, not 50 40, 90, but like 50-40-80 type guy, really efficient scorer, and with an increased role, his sophomore season could, you know, just be an outstanding player. He's going to come back, so I think Iowa's going to be a really good team next year, um, you know, even better than they were this year, and they were, you know, they were solid at times this year. Iowa could be a team that really contends for the Big Ten. So playing them only once and getting them at home, I think, is really favorable. Uh, similar situation with Ohio State. The uh, the Buckeyes are going to lose a couple of guys, a couple of role players. Uh, but Caleb Wesson, Andre Wesson uh, are going to be back. Luther Muhammad really showed some stuff as a freshman this year. Um, you know, we'll see uh, some other guys, Dwayne Washington, uh, you know, started some games for them as a freshman. He could be end up end up being a good player. Um, you know, they they've got some guys there. Justin Arns as well. We'll see if he can develop. He had a good shooting season as his freshman year. He could be a, a guy that ends up similar to someone like his brother, an efficient wing who can you know give you minutes off the bench and be a good scorer from deep. Uh, so I think Ohio State will be good again next year. Uh, even better than they were this year just with the guys that they're bringing back. So I think it's really favorable to get those two uh, at home. As for the away onlys, uh, we'll see with Nebraska, uh, first season with Hoiberg, um, and they were, you know, Nebraska was good at times last year, but had some tough injuries. Uh, they're losing just James Palmer. I almost called him Jesse Palmer, former Florida quarterback, Jesse Palmer. They're losing James Palmer, who is their top guy. Their, their guy who took all the shots. They're losing Glenn Watson, who's a good, uh, three point shooter. They're losing Isaac Copeland, uh, who is their good guy down low. They're just, you know, three of their top four players, uh, are gone, and that's going to be a tough situation for Hoiberg to come in with and have success right away. I think Nebraska could really struggle next year. I'm sure they'll get it together under Hoiberg just with the success he's had at, at the college level. Uh, you know, I'm not going to doubt the future for Nebraska, but I think uh, immediately next year it's going to be tough for them. Uh, Purdue, Carson Edwards has entered the draft process, and I think he is going to stay in there. You know, Travion Williams is going to be a good player, but Ryan Klein, their other sharpshooter, is going to be gone. Uh, you know, Harms will still be there. Uh, Eastern, who, you know, is okay, uh, is going to be there. But losing Carson Edwards, uh, losing Ryan Klein, losing Grady Eifert uh, for them, uh, I think is going to be, you know, Purdue might take a, a step back this year. So, you know, Michigan State is really drawn, I think, favorably in this with Purdue and Nebraska as away games only. Uh, and then in terms of Indiana, We'll see how things shake out for them uh, recruiting. We know Romeo Langford uh, is gone, right? Romeo Langford is, uh, you know, projected to be a top 10, top 12, top 15 type pick. Uh, he's going to be gone. Juwan Morgan was a senior this year, so they're losing their two top players. Uh, they got some other guys that are, are pretty solid. Devontae Green, uh, Duran Davis, you know, Justin Smith as well. Uh, and again, this sort of 
you know, draft process. We'll see how it all shakes out. Um, but Indiana could have a solid team next year. So at Indiana could end up being, you know, a tough game for Michigan State and not getting to uh, you know, get revenge on them at home is something as well. But, uh, you know, it, you could do worse, really. It could be, um, you know, Wisconsin um, is, is would be, an, uh, you know, if it was Indiana, Wisconsin, uh, and Ohio State as a way only, or, you know, Indiana, Iowa, Wisconsin, something like that, that'd be a tough away only schedule. And that's going to be tough to, you know, make up ground in a Big Ten race, if you want to think of it that way. Like, who's going to be competing for the Big Ten next year? I think Michigan State's going to be the, the heavy favorite. Iowa's going to be a team up there. Ohio State's going to be up there. Wisconsin's going to be up there. Uh, and I think, you know, depending on some other things, Indiana could be up there, Michigan could be up there, depending on who ends up coming back or who goes to the NBA draft. Um, so to have a number of those teams as either home and away or home onlys, uh, I think bodes well for Michigan State. So first blush, uh, it seems like a favorable setup for Michigan State, but again, things change with the NBA draft process and all this stuff. We won't have a solid uh, idea of who everyone is bringing back until uh, May 29th, and then we still don't know with recruiting and things like that. Um, hint, hint, we're going to talk about something similar to that in the next segment. Oh, and and by the way, while we're on basketball, uh, Rocket Watts did sign with Michigan State. A really interesting combo guard wing type player, dynamic scorer, ball handler, guy who can make plays, shoot off the dribble, uh, athletic, really dynamic scorer. So that'll be a, a, an interesting addition. He had been committed for a while, uh, didn't sign uh, initially, and I think uh, that may have concerned some people, but all the intel out of that was he was 100% and had to get some things cleared up uh, and was just waiting for the right time, uh, I think, for his season to finish up or something like that. I'm not really 100% positive for everything to be cleared up for him to be able to sign, uh, which he did yesterday. Um, so that is, you know, another scholarship taken for next season. Uh, looks to be a really dynamic player and could be someone who makes a big impact as a freshman, even on a potential preseason number one team. All right, let's break right there for segment two. When we get back, segment three, I want to talk about this potential transfer. Uh, even if it's not something that ends up for Michigan State, it's just uh, uh, it could be something that matters in the future. And we'll talk about what that sort of means uh, when we get back after this quick break. Remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Spartans and the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Spartans. All right, welcome back to segment three of today's Locked on Spartans. Let's finish this show out strong. So, um, want to talk about a potential transfer for Michigan State. Um, and I want to do this not because I think this person is definitely coming here, but it is a good idea of who Michigan State might be looking to add should a spot open up. Now, what we need to know here is the deadline to declare for an NBA draft, uh, for the NBA draft, is April 21st. So today's the 18th as you're listening to this. Got a few more days uh, until, guys, you know, Nick Ward and Cassius Winston, um, and I, I don't think Xavier Tillman would even go through the process at this point. 
But uh, Nick Ward and, and Cash Swinson are the two that are expected to potentially throw their names into the process with you know Ward at a 50-50 shot of coming back or going right now, and Cash just had about a 5% chance of leaving Michigan State right now. So as it stands, Michigan State is full on scholarships. Rocket Watts has signed. Julius Marble, I think, is signing tomorrow, if I remember reading that correctly. Uh, and Michigan State will be full of scholarships without any departures. Uh, it's not foreseen that there will be a transfer or a dismissal or anything like that. That's there's Usually we get some scuttlebutt if we're hearing that. Uh, like I've mentioned before, there was a little teeny tiny bit during the season. It seems to have gone away, and it seems like uh, the only real shot of any scholarship spot opening up is if Nick Ward does de- decide to uh enter the NBA draft, follow through and turn pro, whether he ends up uh, you know, the back of a bench in the NBA in the G League, uh, or playing overseas to start his professional career. Um, you know, that seems to be the only realistic shot right as of right now and things change. Uh, of Michigan State having a scholarship spot open up. But if you were to believe that uh, Ward's 50-50 right now, and that's the indications that we've gotten, then there's a 50-50 shot. Michigan State's going to have a scholarship spot open for next season, and there are two ways to fill that. You either give it to a walk-on for a year, um, and if it's a walk-on like Kenny Goins, uh, you do it for a year with the expectation that it'll be the next four years. Or if it's someone like Connor George a couple of years ago, you give it for a year to reward someone's hard work and things like that and say, thanks for your contributions to the program. Let's take care of this year of school for you uh, and then reevaluate from there. Uh, not someone you're expecting real minutes from, but just, you know, like a nice gesture, something good to do for somebody. Um, so that's either that. Uh, or the grid transfer market, the transfer portal market right now. And that is sort of starting to fill out with players. We talked about the Hauser brothers from Marquette and how they would be wonderful additions, but aren't really realistic options with Michigan State scholarship situations and the scholarship situations of the other schools that are potentially interested in them. Uh, What I think is a more realistic option is a single addition to a grad transfer Um and there is one that has declared, his name is Kerry Blackshear, he plays at Virginia Tech, uh, played at Virginia Tech, still technically plays there, uh, just finished his junior season there, but has graduated, and with Buzz Williams leaving uh, Virginia Tech, Blackshear has done uh, a very interesting thing. He has thrown his name into the transfer portal, he is also declared for the NBA draft, and he has also said that he is in discussions with Virginia Tech on potentially remaining there. So (laughs) it is incredibly ambiguous what he could be doing, but he is in the transfer portal. Um, People have started to talk about reaching out to him and things like that. The reason why I bring him up, uh, he's 6'10", 250, um, an athletic big. He shoots 33% from the perimeter. Um, shoots 55% from two, 74% free throw line, gets to the free throw line a ton, great free throw rate, really good block rate, uh, blocks a lot of shots, uh, absolutely awesome offensive rebounder, 39th in offensive rebound percentage in the country last year, uh, good, solid defensive rebounder, has a really low turnover rate, um, 
a really efficient shooter. And for a 6'10", 250 guy, that's nice to see. He's ranked in effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. Did it on a lot of volume as well. Took a ton of shots, used a lot of possessions, and had an offensive rating of 118.8, which is good for 166th in the country. Uh, just an all-around really good basketball player. Virginia Tech um, was a really solid team last year, 11th on offense, 20th on defense. Uh, and I think Kerry Blackshear was probably their best player. I mean, if you want to give it to uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, um, that's fair too. A lot of people really like Justin Robinson, um, who had some injury issues and things like that. Um, but Kerry Blackshear, uh, if you want to say he was their most important player, their best player last year, uh, there's certainly a real argument to be made for that. He is someone who is just good at a lot of things and he's a big he's a he's a he's an athletic five who would pair up really well uh at michigan state the spacing the floor spacing with a guy like that would be absolutely outstanding with tillman at the four um and this is all granted uh like i said if nick ward were to leave and the scholarship were to open up so he would be literally just a perfect fit he would join immediately be eligible immediately join potentially the preseason number one team in the country and put them over the top and just create a mountain of expectations now he hasn't been linked to Michigan State yet it's just a scenario where the puzzle pieces fit the only team he's been sort of linked to so far is Kentucky Uh, his dad has said that he has not been in contact with anyone from Kentucky other reports are that inner circles and people adjacent to people who are adjacent to other people have been talking to people who know people, like that sort of stuff. There's been a, a line of communication established in Kentucky uh, would be a good spot for him, certainly. Um, but I think as this sort of progresses and as we learn more here in the coming days, I'm sure Tom Izzo has an idea if he's going to have an extra scholarship available, there have been rumblings of Michigan State potentially being involved in the transfer market, the grad transfer market this year. Uh, and if they do end up in there um, looking for a player, Kerry Blackshear is going to be the number one uh, commodity on the grad transfer market uh, and just the perfect type of guy that Michigan State, I think, will be looking for. And if they don't end up getting him, that's something to keep in mind, that type of player that they're looking for. I'm sure you know Michigan State's going to be loaded on the wings next year. I think they're going to be set at point guard. Cassius Winston, obviously, then you know, foster lawyer you would hope would be capable to play more backup minutes. And then you've got a guy like Rocket Watts who can uh, take some minutes as well, who, like I said, is a combo guard who can handle the ball. And with Langford coming back, he's another guy who can handle the ball. Uh, I think Michigan State is more secure at the guard spot than they were last year. Uh, so guard wing, they're really solid. They've got good guys up front, but they're just lacking uh, if Nick Ward leaves, they'll be lacking a big. They'll be lacking a body. And so that's this type of guy I would imagine them going after. And a, a guy like Blackshear who can stretch the floor a bit, rebound, block shots, play really good defense, get to the free throw line, be efficient, uh, I think is something that could end up being right up Michigan State's alley. So he's a guy that a uh, name to keep in mind. And we'll see in the coming days if we get more information. If Nick Ward declares, we'll know soon. Like I said, three days until that deadline, we'll know about Nick Ward and we'll have an idea if Michigan State, let's say Nick Ward declares um, and there's no rumors or you know talk of Michigan State 
being potentially recruiting anyone new or you know going after a transfer or anything like that, then we'll have an idea that Nick Ward's probably going to be coming back. If Nick Ward declares and immediately you start hearing rumors or seeing rumors about Michigan State being interested in a guy like Blackshear or some or Hauser brother or whatever, then I think that would be an indication Michigan State isn't expecting Nick Ward to come back. So that's sort of how we can read between the, tweet, the tea leaves here if Nick Ward does declare uh, for the NBA draft, sign with an agent to go through the process. So again, we'll see how all that plays out. If three days pass and Ward doesn't declare, then the scholarships are locked in and we know exactly what this team will be next year. And I still think it'll be a preseason number one, preseason number two type team. So some, just some things there to pay attention to the uh, next few days. All right, that is going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Reminder, doing mailbag stuff tomorrow. Uh, I got a few questions in here, but I'm always taking more at on Spartans on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. If you want to send in a question, do it right now. Like, don't say, oh, I'll, I'll get to it later because you'll forget. I know how that goes. I do that all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that later. And then I totally forget. Stop what you're doing right now. If you're at work, just stop what you're doing. If you're driving, pull over. You're sitting in traffic on your way to work anyway. It won't cost you much. It'll cost you like a couple spaces in line. Pull over, send over a question, get it in there at on Spartans at will underscore underscore hunter one L two underscores. You can email it if you're at work on your computer, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Just fire off an email real quick. Or if you want to get crazy, call the voicemail line 810-666-1031. Those are all great ways to submit questions for mailbag segments that will be a recurring theme this summer. Again, uh, thanks so much for listening to today's show. Reminder, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, unsubscribe from the podcast, then resubscribe. Uh, Let's cheat the system here, try to get these numbers up. We will uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Spartans. Uh, until then, go green.